Hello and welcome to Prepare the Answer podcast. Um, I do hope you're um, doing well and spiritually encouraged. And um, at this date today, on the 18th of December, you're looking forward to the season ahead, Christmas season. Everything's getting busy. Um, we've just had weeks and weeks of different plays and concerts to attend, school plays and um, different markets to go to. And I honestly have been struggling to keep up with all the things that have been going on. But um, I do hope we're all looking forward to the season. Um, and as they often say, and I did a lesson on this last year, that the real reason for the season, um, which obviously it's all about Jesus um, um, Christ, obviously. So um, what I want to look at today, very simple little podcast, and I will do um, some like um, show notes on this as well. And it's just entitled, The Basics of Life-Changing Bible Study. Um, basics of Life-Changing Bible Study. Um, this has came about for me, um, to be honest, to feeling convicted myself about... Um, maybe my own faith at times, at times seeing faithlessness in myself and then thinking, you know, why is that? And I think sometimes I was guilty of obviously a natural leaning to be academic with the Bible and then some mornings due to other circumstances at home and wife leaving earlier for work, kids having to get them to school, having less time, just not having time in the Word the way I was having it and just reading a few scriptures recently, getting more time in the Word in the mornings has really made me realize just that my faith wasn't necessarily strong, um, as strong as it has been anyway, um, and just I've noticed a big change. But I think what I've realized is just the importance. Not Again, I've always believed in it for sure, but just have been reminded even more about the importance of life-changing Bible study. We really, like, that term Bible study, we'll look at that in a wee moment, but the, this is all about the basics. I want today to look at seven basics of life-changing Bible study. And I really do genuinely mean life-changing Bible study. It's changed my life. Uh, I know a friend of mine, Malcolm, asked the question recently about what it is helps you remember the power of the Word, if you like. And for me, it's been the amount of times it's changed my life. It's just spoken to me in just the right way at just the right time. So that's what I believe we can have every day. But what are the basics of life-changing Bible study? Well, I just had to think about this. I've got seven sort of terms, if you like, um, maybe what you'll find is a couple of these I can grow in, or maybe all of them apply. They all apply, of course, but maybe there are a couple of them that might stick a bit more and you realize, I really need to work on that one a bit more than that one. Maybe you'll have them all nailed at the minute, um, and it's just a good time for you in God's Word, in which case that's great. i really love you to share about that with me. Just anything that helps you with your Bible study, uh, and so anything that helps you to be consistent or whatever. Anyway, so seven things that uh, the basics of life-changing Bible study. I think for me the first one that comes to mind, um, I'm going to say here is visualize. It's how we visualize what Bible study is. Sometimes I don't even like that term. I don't like the terms quiet times, Bible study sometimes. What, what is Bible study? You, you're actually just listening to God. That, that's what we're doing. When we pray, we're talking to him. When we read the word, we're listening to God. And what I like to visualize is the story in Luke 10 of Mary and Martha. It's Martha busy preparing everything for Jesus' coming, refers to her sister Mary who was sitting at Jesus' feet listening to whatever he was saying. You know, faith comes from hearing the message. Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. The way I like to visualize my Bible study, I'm just sitting at Jesus' feet. I visualize that. I visualize that I'm sitting in God's presence, giving him the chance to say to me whatever he needs to say to me. That's God's way of speaking to me. 
How can I not take that seriously? How can I miss out on that? Why would I want to miss out on that? So again, just to visualize it as a conversation. This is the point at which God talks to me. I really cannot miss this. I can't skimp on my time. I can't put this into second, third or fourth place in my day. It really doesn't. I've got to show respect for God's voice. And that's the way in which his voice gets communicated in my day. So that's the first one. Visualize. The second one would be plan. Pretty obvious if you like. If I'm going to have a good time in God's word in the morning or whenever it is, it's got to be planned. I've got to know when I'm going to do it. I can't let the day happen to me. Uh, I can't, you know, get up in the morning, do several things, know I'm going to work and then think that, oh, later on I'll do it. See that later on I'll do it? it it's just a fallacy. For me, I find it, it maybe 50% of the time it might actually happen later on, but rarely does it ever happen later on. God's word should have a, you know, a, a time organized in advance in your day when you know it's going to happen. It's a sacred time. This is the sacred time. For me, it simply must be the morning. Before the kids get up, before everything's happening in my day, I simply must do it in the morning time. But you know what this may involve? Some sacrifice. May need to get up earlier. May need to get to bed earlier. That's certainly what it means for me. I must get to bed a bit earlier, at least most nights. Otherwise, I have no chance of getting up early enough to get the time in the Word before everybody else gets up and and then everything kicks off. It involves sacrifice, sacred time. I simply must plan. So visualize, plan. The next one then was just pray. Pretty obvious. Uh, Before I open God's Word, when I open His Word, God, please help me to see wonderful things in your Word. Speak to me today. Again, pray about it as if it's a conversation where you're now listening to God. Asking him to reveal to you whatever you need to see and also whatever wisdom you lack in your life. Um, really ask and pray um, to, help, to pray to help you. To, again, find things that will hit the spot when, when you are reading. So visualize, plan, but simply must pray. And then also search. So when we open the Bible, I feel like the attitude we bring to it is everything. Are we there just to read something quickly and then get off and then at least we can say we read that day? Are we there just to spend a couple of minutes in the Word, just so we again, just so we can say we've read it? Are we there just to read it? You know, the, you know, just again because that's what we do every morning. It's just a tradition that we get open the Bible up and read it. Yeah, I've read this story before. We, we've got to be digging. We've, we've got to be searching. And I think whether we do or not will show how much respect we have for the Word. And in fact, are we actually listening to God at all? If if I treated my wife's conversations with me as this is what I do every day, this is what I hear every day. You you can only just imagine what I'm going to say. That really wouldn't be good. Um, I know sometimes with the Bible, we say, well, I've read this before, read this before. I think that's where prayer is going to come in. When you pray that God will reveal things to you, but that you're searching, you know, you're digging deep. You're getting deeper. You're not just reading the same passage at the same pace the way I've done every time. One of the things that really helps me in this is just to go really, really slow. I tend to read a paragraph first, um, you know, like a chapter, a bit of a chapter first, and then I'll go back and read it really slowly. What was the thing that stood out to me there? And usually I'll come away with one line, maybe two lines, that I'll, I'll really, really think about. Because that will be the thing that I would apply that day. And I'll spend a lot of time digging into it. Commentaries, looking up stuff online, reading other books, you know, thinking of other verses that are similar to that one. Really just digging deep. So the first visualize, plan, pray, then search. The next one then, I think this is the, 
excuse me, is the crux of the issue here for me, once you've done all this, is that we listen. You're actually there to listen to God. Yeah, you do it through reading, but you're listening to God's voice. You're listening to God's commands. You're listening to God's interactions with men, where he reveals specific stuff in time that will hit the spot for you today when you read it. Um, it's asking, what is God speaking to me through his word today? This is one of my favorite questions I ask people, is what is God saying to you at the moment? Like, how is God, what is he communicating to you at the moment? And one of the things I'd say about that, and I think this is really, really important, is when you read the Bible, is you actually read it until he speaks to you. On still, you know what I mean, not being pseudo-spiritual here, um, you're going to hear an audible voice, but you're going to read the Bible until something hits home. Until something sticks. There was a period a few years ago whenever my Bible studies were very dry. I remember not being excited about them. I remember having this plan, right? I'm going to go to bed every night, uh, about whatever time, 11 o'clock or whatever. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to read until something just hits me. And I did that every night, I remember, for a few weeks. And I'll never forget that time. Every night, eventually, most nights, something really hit home to me even though it was passages I'd read before. I went in with an attitude of searching, digging deeper, but I'm going to keep reading here until I find something that that really speaks to me. And notice I'm really going to listen to God. I'm going to allow God to speak. I'm not there just as a sort of drive-through meal, really quickly get it done, just to get away, just to be able to say I've read. That's not going to cut it at all. I'm there to listen, and I'm going to keep listening until I hear something that, that really hits home to me. Basically what God wants to say to me. So it's visualize, plan, pray, search, then listen. Then the other really obvious thing that you've simply got to do is I'm going to apply whatever I've read. So my wife tells me it's about something in a conversation. Part of that conversation is I needed to go to the shop and pick up something for somebody. I simply must do the thing that I've been asked to do. And it's the same with listening to God's word. What does it mean for me? Why am I reading this? Why does God want me to read this? What does that mean for me? I read something recently about we must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we've heard so we do not drift away. And I was reading about scriptures on Bible study again last week and I realized this, this is God speaking to me right now. He's telling me that your faith will grow when you spend more time in the word. So I had to make changes in my mornings to make sure that that's what I was doing. So what, what's the word say to me? This is one of the often missed qualities in Christendom that really ends up frustrating me, and I am guilty of it myself at times, is that we don't apply what we read. We've got to apply what we read, as James 1 talks about. Don't merely listen to the word so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Don't be deceiving yourselves. It's, it's God speaking to you. We've simply got to apply it to our life. What does, and again, part of applying it to yourself might be thinking about, well, what did it mean to the people who were, um, that, that it was written to, and what does it mean to me today? Um, what did it mean to them? What does it mean to me? We'll get into some of this in, the, in later episodes about how to study the Bible more deeply, but it's just some basics for life-changing Bible study is how making sure we apply it. So visualize, plan, pray, search, listen, apply. Last one, and again, this also comes from James 1, is meditate on what you've actually read. Like I said earlier, I search and often come away with one verse that really sticks out in my mind. I go away from that study and maybe sit to finish it off and close the Bible up and I'll sit and I'll think for another two, three, four, sometimes 20 minutes, but not often that long, but usually five five minutes or so, thinking about the verse I've just read. I go away, I meditate on it. 
I pray about it a bit more again to learn how to apply it. But you know what all this means? Meditating on it, sitting thinking about it, and then I bring it with me. One of the things this means, again, that James talked about is not to look at your face in the mirror and forget what you've just seen, but go away and do it. Don't forget. If we don't sit, take time to think about what we've read, apply what we've read, understand that this is what God wants to say to us, we go away and forget it. You'll ask people, I've regularly asked people, what do you read in the Bible today? Or I don't, I don't really remember what it was about. Or what's hit you recently? I don't really remember. And I am guilty of that myself. But I think it's critically important, if you want to have life-changing Bible study, that you take away whatever the message was that you hear from God. And I know what it's like, busy lives. Some days are better than others. But we'll go away with something in our mind that God wants to tell us that morning, and we'll meditate on that. So you're, you're not going to forget it. Because you've been meditating on it all day. This is one of the things I tend to do when I'm preaching a sermon. I usually, you know, I know what I'm going to talk about. I read the, the text and I'll be thinking about it all week. The sermon's been constructed in my mind usually uh, all week. And I know that some people are better at that than others. I have a lot of training doing that kind of thing. So I actually enjoy that type of thing. But I think just taking one verse and going away and meditating on it. And believe me, from experience, what this constitutes is life-changing Bible study. These are, these are the basics, but this is life-changing Bible study. How can we have, what are the basics of life-changing Bible study? Again, visualize it as a conversation. Just like Mary did sitting at the feet of Jesus. Plan, whichever, again, which may involve some sacrifice. You know, pray before you read and during and even after potentially. Search the scriptures. Not just cursory reading, but searching the scriptures. Listen to what's being said, what God wants you to re- hear that particular day. Apply whatever it is you've read and then meditate and go away and don't forget what you've read. So here's some thoughts today on basics of life-changing Bible study. I really, truly believe that if Christians dig in in this way, our lives will be changed. Because God can get through in the busyness of our lives with technology and, you know, transport and, you know, work and careers and children and families in this this particular season i pray in particular that we we this season this christmas we can do that this christmas we set a plan a plan over christmas every day i'm going to get into the word and do this and i honestly know for a fact that our lives will be different so please drop me your thoughts on this please drop me anything that's helped you or you've been struggling with on this um go and visit on the blog www.preparetheanswer.wordpress.com um, drop again any likes comments and um, please if you can and you've got time just follow me on that as well more followers certainly helps to get the word out there more and more and more but um, thanks for tuning in today i'll be with you all again very soon